0: glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. Now we're doing some practical teaching on faith's corresponding action. Now I want us to go right to the scripture. We're in Mark, the fourth chapter where it talked about, So is the kingdom of God as if a man cast seed in the ground. He should sleep and rise night and day. The seed should spring and grow up, and he knoweth not how. For the earth bringeth forth fruit of herself, first the blade, then the ear, after that the full corn in the ear. But when the fruit is brought forth, immediately he putteth in the sickle, because the harvest is come. Now I want us to look zero in on the 29th verse. But when the fruit is brought forth, Then, immediately he putteth in the sickle. In other words, immediately you harvest when the fruit is brought forth. But so many people get excited about faith. You can excite faith. Don't just try to excite faith, but teach people how to operate in the principles of faith. There's a lot of people get their faith excited, and they go out, and they go beyond where they're developed to. See, that's the thing you don't want to do. You don't want to get people pushed out there beyond where they're developed to. Now, this is what happened to Peter when he got out of the boat to walk on the water. He was not developed to that point. You see, he said to Jesus, saw Jesus walking on the water, coming, and they'd probably been praying, boy, if Jesus was here, you know, I know things would be different. They look up and see Jesus coming, walking on the water. And then Peter says, Lord, if it's really you, bid me to come. Now, he was not ready for water walking. <laughs> and there's a lot of Christians that are not ready for it. They've been to a few seminars, but they're not ready for it. But what Peter did, and I said this in one of the other sessions, was that he forced Jesus in to call in him. He said, If it be you, bid me come. Well, what was Jesus going to say? No, it's not me. Forget it, Peter. You're not developed to it. Anything he said other than come was going to be a lie because it was Jesus. He said, if it's really you, bid me come. And all Jesus said was come. Now, Peter did walk on the water. But you notice he was not developed to the point that he was able to hold fast to that word of faith. He got involved with the circumstances. And when he did, he began to sink. Faith left him. Now, you can excite people's faith to where they'll get out there and sink. Now, I'm going to say that again because it needs to be said. There's been a lot of people that got excited. They got excited about faith because of some story somebody told. Said, now this is the way it happened to me. And you know, this happened and all of it worked out good. Well, that person was developed to it. But now for you to go and do that same thing, it may be disastrous. So when you operate in this, practice this thing before you preach it. <laughs> A lot of people practice what they preach. You need to be preaching what you've practiced. And then, don't just excite people's faith. Get them involved with the principles. Help them to understand it, you see. Because you excite people beyond their ability. That's what happened to Peter. Peter got excited beyond his ability to operate in it. And that was not Jesus' intention to do that. But Peter kind of forced him into it, the way he said it, and some of you have done the same thing. You said, Lord, now, if it's your will for me to do this, well, let so-and-so happen. It was God's will for you to do that, but it wasn't God's will for that to happen. And you forced God into a situation where it was a bad situation. Can you see that? Now, I want you to remember that. Don't just get people's faith excited. Now, let me give you an illustration of what I'm talking about. I went into a certain church, and I may have said this in one of the other sessions, but it bears repeating. told how God supernaturally supplied gas for my airplane. I was lost out in the northwest part of the country. And I flew five hours, 25 minutes, when the airplane only held four hours and 30 minutes fuel. And when I landed, it still had 17 gallons of fuel in the airplane. The guy heard this, and he got all excited, see. And he went out. Got in his car, started home. His wife said, now, we better get some gas. No, God put gas in Brother Cap's airplane. He'll put it in my car. Drove five miles out in the country, and run out of gas, and called the pastor. The pastor had to get up and go get him. Now, this is some of the things that people do. See, excited faith. Well, I've learned when you tell that, tell them, now, look, this was an emergency. <laughs> God's not going to put gas in your car just because it's on empty. If it was an emergency situation and you were developed to that point, it would work. But God's not in the business of supplying gasoline for folks' car. You see what I'm saying? Now, this is an example of what I'm talking about, excited faith. Now, what we need to realize is that there is a corresponding action to faith. You act on that faith. Now, let's get it back. We were right on the verge of getting into this. In fact, we did mention it in the last session. In the area of healing divine healing and receiving healing from God now when people get the wrong idea of corresponding action concerning healing you're going to end up with a lot of people in trouble some of them are going to die because many of them are not developed to the point that they can believe God for divine healing without a doctor or without the aid of medicine they're not developed to that and you push them out there and say well now if you really believe God you'll throw your medicine away if you really believe God you'd quit going to that doctor well now that's foolish you might be developed to that if you are fine and good but don't try to put everybody up there where you are people have to operate where they are now see we're talking about some practical things see don't push people out there now Once they get developed in it, they may get there. Some of them may never get there. Well, do you want them to die just because they're not developed in their faith? (laughs) No, no. So don't push them out there. Every individual has to know where. They can't start where Brother Hagin or Brother Copeland or Brother Oral Roberts is. They've got to start where they are. Some of them can believe, God, that if I go to the doctor... And if he operates on me, I believe God will give him the wisdom of God and that I can believe God that I'll be well. Now, if that's where their faith is developed, that's what they ought to do. Now, you need to take heed of this because there's a lot of people that's got in trouble over that. You've got people trying to believe, well, you know, doctor says I have cancer and if I don't have an operation, the doctor told me if I don't have an operation, why, you're going to die in a few months and you need to have it right now, but I'm just going to believe God. Well, now, that's all right if you develop there. But see, some of these people may not have been born again, but just six, eight weeks, you know. They may have been born again for years, but they've just been babies and never been taught anything and just happened to hear a few messages on healing and decided, bless God, that's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to believe God. And they haven't learned to believe God to get rid of a headache yet. And they go to believe God to heal, you know, totally heal cancer. Now, you're going to bury most of those people. And that's not what we're out to do. We're not out to mislead anybody or push somebody out beyond where they developed. But you see, if those people can be taught and practice their faith and develop their faith, then eventually they may get to the point that they would be able to receive their healing and not have to go to a doctor, not have to take medicine. But if you try to push them out there, then you're going to have some funerals on your hands. Because some of them will die. And that's not to water down the faith message, see. See, James said faith without works is dead. Faith without corresponding action. But see... He's talking about a man there that needed food and clothing. And if you don't give him something while well, your faith is dead, it's just saying, go and be warmed and be healed. He's not talking about somebody that the doctors told him, you've got cancer and you're going to die in three months unless you have an operation. And they're not developed in their faith. And they say, bless God, if I believe I've received my healing, then I've got to have corresponding act. I'm going to have full corresponding. I'm going to act as though I were already healed. You'll probably have a because they're not developed to it. You see what I'm saying? It takes time to develop yourself in this. And every individual has to determine their own thing. Don't ever tell anybody to throw their medicine away. Now, this is just some practical things. If God tells them to throw it away, if they've received the if they've got the full corn in the ear, then it's time to throw it away. But you see, medicine won't heal you anyway. Now, there's some people that think, now, I'm going to get healed just because I'm not taking medicine. That's my corresponding action. I'm not taking medicine, so I'll get healed because I don't take medicine. Not even believing a promise of God. They just think, That's cost- that proves I've got faith because I'm not taking medicine. It may prove you'll die young. <laughs> now, I told you we we're going to get out on some nitty-gritty things. Certainly, you can develop yourself. Certainly healing is a fact in the Bible. Certainly God sent His Word and healed us. But you see, it's like a farmer, that if he needs $30,000, and he makes $100 an acre off of wheat, and he goes out there and plants one acre of wheat, and says, well, I got wheat, I'm going to get $30,000. No, he's not. He's going to get $100. It's not enough to pay his note. Some people are trying to operate on the ultimate faith when they're down here on this other level. So the farmer couldn't receive the manifestation of his total need met when he didn't plant enough seeds to produce it. Kingdom of God's if a man cast seed in the ground. See, this is a process. When we're talking about confession and faith's confession and corresponding action, confession is a process. It doesn't happen overnight. And a lot of people have died confessing the Word of God. Somebody said, I don't understand why they died. They were confessing the Word, yeah, but they didn't get developed in it. See, so you got to start where you are. God bless you. I do appreciate you joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. Now, all of this week we have the CD offer number 7243. It's called the intent of the word. Two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling, total of $19. The intent of the word. Did you know that in a court of law, the intent of the law is sometimes more important, or at least as important, as what has been written down? It's the intent that what we need to look for in the Scriptures. And so many times, if you read it like a newspaper, you miss the intent of the Word. Now, let me give you, for instance, in Romans chapter 8, what people say that the Apostle Paul said was that all things work together for good. But now let's read it. Verse 26, Likewise, the Spirit helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searcheth the hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit, for he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. The will of is added by the translator. So the Holy Spirit prays through your spirit the way God would pray. And then verse 28, Paul says, And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. Now what all things is he referring to? Is he talking about everything that happens in life? The airplane that struck the Twin Towers and killed nearly 3,000 people, did that work together for good? Absolutely not. You get to the intent of what Paul's talking about, what you prayed about in the Spirit, what the Holy Spirit prayed through your spirit in a language that you had not learned. You're praying the way God would pray, and you can rest assured that it will begin to work together for good what you prayed about in the Spirit, even though you may not know what it is from that hour forward. That's 7243, The Intent of the Word. Two CDs, a total of $19. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this is Charles Kemp reminding you the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and yes, Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call one 396 9400 or write Charles Caps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescapps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Caps Ministries and our listeners in this area.